We plant corn in Iowa, spray soybeans in Illinois. We pull calves in Kansas, farrow hogs in Minnesota. We raise rice in Arkansas, rye in Canada, and wheat everywhere in between. We farm millions of acres across North America and build every piece of Case IH equipment. Built by farmers, for farmers. Case IH, rethink productivity. Hey folks, welcome to episode number five of the Machine Repeat podcast. We appreciate you stopping by and spending some time with us for another uh, fun conversation. And we need to start off by thanking our sponsor, Case IH, uh, for making this podcast possible. I know our friends at Case IH had, had fun at the Farm Progress Show hanging out with them a little bit. And boy, they seem to have a lot of activity there with their uh, tractor line and also the planner. They had a 47-row planner on display and that baby was turning some serious heads. Now, our special guest on today's show, I, well, I know you're going to enjoy this podcast, folks. One of the coolest folks I know in the ag space, a young gal from Michigan, Rachel Gingell. Now, if you're on YouTube at all, I know that you know Rachel. Her YouTube videos, honestly, some of the best things out there on the Internet and on YouTube. Her tractor repair, antique repair videos, just fantastic. They get uh, so much... Uh, traction and comments and Rachel uh, just does a great job with those videos so we'll have fun talking about that and she actually just released a new book uh, the Farmall Cub Encyclopedia 160 pages an awesome product so it'll be fun to talk to Rachel about the book um, now I, I remember meeting Rachel for the first time I was speaking at the Michigan Auctioneer Convention in the winter I think it was in Ann Arbor I don't know this was probably like seven or eight years ago and her father, Dan Gingell, well-known tractor guy across the country, um, was visiting with him. Dan had sent me some videos over the years on antique tractors, really knows his stuff. And he said, Pete, somebody got to have you meet here. And that was his daughter, Rachel. And you can just tell right off the bat when you talk to Rachel, there's something different. Um, tell you what, she's, she's just fantastic. And I know you're going to enjoy the conversation. Now, before we hop into that, want to introduce a new little quick segment here, our, our feature tractor of the episode. And we're going to get this rolling with uh, a Magnum, a 7110. So it's kind of hard to believe these Case IH Magnums now, when they introduced them, it was over 30 years ago, 1987. But these 7110s were made from 87 to 93. Now, if we talk current value, so far this year the average auction prices is down just a little bit. It's $20,609. Uh, it's down from last year's average of $23,401. A couple years ago, two years ago, it was $24,355. Three years ago, $24,650. So just slipping lower a little bit every year. Now, if we look back to 2012, when the ag economy was still in really, really in good shape, the average at that point seven years ago was $39,750. Now, when I look in our auction price data on Case H 7110 Magnums, uh, there's one that sticks out, my favorite one ever. It sold on an auction August 13, 2011 in Red Wing, Minnesota, just up the road from me here, right on the Mississippi River. My good friends at Maring Auction had this sale. It was a farm retirement sale for Jim Freeberg, and Jim's a great guy. I've met him a few times at 
Minnesota corn grower meetings when I'm speaking there. And tell you what, Jim had the prettiest 7110 ever. It was a 91 model, 1,477, <coughs> excuse me, 1,477 hours on a two-wheel drive, one owner, just immaculate. Sold for 57000 bucks, which at the time was the record highest, record high auction price I'd ever seen on a 7110. And when I would see Jim, he was always asking me, Pete, still got the record? And he, there's only one that sold higher than Jim's. And I, I tease him about it a little bit, but it was a year later, December 7th of 2012, which, of course, like three months before the market dropped. But there was a sale in, I think it was Dakin, Nebraska, 91 model, 3,500 hours, two-wheel drive, sold for $58,000. So that's the only one I've ever seen sold higher than Jim's at 57000 Now, so far this year, the highest auction price I've seen on a 7110, 29500 bucks. March 27th of 19, farm auction, Mason City, Iowa. Good folks at the Steffes Group had the sale. 89 model, 6,170 hours, two-wheel drive with a new cab interior kit. Again, but that's over almost 6,200 hours. So if we could ever find one under 3,000 hours, boy, you know, you'd be talking about a really hot commodity there. Now, the current average dealer advertised price on a 7110, 32,908 bucks. And if you look in machinerypeat.com, we've got a few 7110s for sale. Now, as I'm recording this, I'm not sure if they'll still be there by the time the episode drops, but a couple really nice two-wheel drives. One is with our friends at H&R AgriPower down in Russellville, Kentucky. they got a 90 model, 3,491 hours two-wheel drive, asking 41.4. And then also in Yankton, South Dakota, a Koletsky implement has an 89 model with uh, 5,940 hours, two-wheel drive, asking 42.5. So check those out at machinerypeat.com. Lots of good red paint there. And now it's time to hop into our conversation with Rachel Gingell. Well, we want to welcome our guest this week to the Machinery Pete podcast, my friend Rachel Gingell from Lapeer, Michigan. Rachel, how the heck are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks, Greg. Rachel, I can't believe it's been almost five years since since I talked to you last at the at the yeah. Meekum auction, 2014 in Davenport. But boy, time sure flies, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. <laughs> and you, my friend, have been awful busy. My gosh, congratulations on all your, you know, the business you've been building out there. But you just recently released a book, Farmall Cub Encyclopedia. Tell me about it. Yes. So Farmall Cub Encyclopedia is a joint venture between my co-author Ken Updike and myself. It's everything about the Farmall Cub. We chose the Farmall Cub because it is Farmall's longest production run tractor, meaning that it was the model that was produced the most amount of years out of all the Farmall tractors. And it's a very friendly tractor. You know, it's small in size, so it's not intimidating. If someone's interested in just starting in tractor collecting or they want to have a tractor that they can tinker with, the Cub is an excellent choice because it's basic and everything's small. It doesn't take up a lot of room in the shop. You can haul it on a small trailer. All of those benefits to a Cub. So half of the book is history of the Cub. Um, It has a model guide that because there was different variations of the Cub throughout Mm -hmm. the years. There's also an implement guide because uh, that's one of the beauties of the Farmall Cub was the vast array of implements that were available for that tractor. Right. Um, my portion is the repair tutorials. So 
Um, my parents' company, J&D Productions, was founded back in 95 with the goal of enabling people to fix their own tractors. And we started that through video form. And uh, as years went on, we thought that a written form would also be very helpful to people. Right. But if we were going to do it in written form, we wanted it to be something that anyone could read and know exactly what they need to do based off of what they've read. Right. Sometimes I'll read in a tractor manual something so vague, and I read it, and I look at the tractor, and I read it again, and I look at the tractor, and I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. And I, I don't, that's not the style I was going for, because there's so many people that have tractors nowadays that didn't grow up around them or, or just don't have that fluid mechanical ability that maybe a prior generation had more commonly. Right. So we have a picture for every single step in the repair process, and it's in full color, um, very simple language for the captions that take you through every single step, um, just super easy to follow. And um, they're maintenance-type tutorials, things like how to adjust the valves, how to troubleshoot the charging system, run a compression test replace the starter switch, uh, tune up your distributor or magneto, a carburetor rebuild, etc. Replace the front seal, do a clutch adjustment, all those sorts of things. Very detailed. Someone would want detail. to do on their, these are repairs that someone would do on their own to maintain their cub, keep it in top running order, and all the tools we use for these tutorials are tools that people likely already have. So well, that basically sums up the Farmal Cub Encyclopedia. There's also a buyer's guide, restoration guide. Um, it's pretty pretty detailed. It's an excellent resource for anyone that's into antique tractors. Well, that is awesome, Rachel. And I, I was looking at the book. It's actually, what is it, 160 pages? Yes. Very cool. Yeah. And you've got it for sale now on your website. Is that correct? Yeah. My website is farmtractorrepair.com. And... Um, you can just type in the search box "cub encyclopedia" and it will come right up. It's only like and thirty-five it, bucks, is it? Yep, yep. The uh, retail price is forty. We're running a special on it right now for thirty-five. Awesome. Um, so, if, and if somebody wants it autographed, they can just leave a comment in the order comments asking for the autograph, and I'm happy to sign it for them. And that is going to be more and more valuable, my friend, as time goes by. Is right? with what you're building. <laughs> it's awesome, sure. Rachel. That's uh. Now, how many chapters? In the, in the book, do you know offhand, roughly? Um, you know, there's four big sections, which is the um, history, the model guide, getting the technical. There's repair and maintenance, implement guide. Look at, we're looking at seven chapters. Seven chapters, wow. Yes. Yep. So making a book like that, gosh, how long a process was that from start to finish? Quite some time. I mean, there's like the idea stage where you're just dreaming and making thoughts of, oh, if I wrote a book, right. I would want to include X, Y, and Z. And then there's the implementation stage. And I'll actually tell you, Greg, it's a lot. I, I was surprised that it was much harder for me to go through and take pictures for every single step in the tutorial than to make a video. Hmm. Um, I had thought that taking still pictures would be a breeze. No big deal, right, <laughs> compared to a video. Um, but it proved to be harder because we had to think, how many pictures do we need for this tutorial? And including the action step 
in the picture um, was it was it was very challenging, but we mm. we got through it um, just incredibly time consuming to include that much detail and then to you know write it out with the captions and such. So you were um, actually taking the pictures yourself? No, I have a photographer on staff that does all the pictures for okay, me. Okay, gotcha. Yep. In the book, it, it's it's so interesting, Rachel. It looks to me like it's sort of threaded the needle between, I mean, some people may consider it to be like a coffee table book quality where they just right. love having it so their friends can look at it and page through it, but then also like, uh, you know, get your hands dirty guide for working on your working on your cub. Yeah, it's a hybrid. Um, I'm not sure that there's very many books of this style on the market that are, like you said, both a coffee table book and something you'd have in the shop. Um, but this one is, and it's been super well received. People seem to really like the combination of the two together. I was going to ask when you and you released it. I'm trying to remember what roughly July when that first. July first. So not that long ago. How was the How was the response been? Uh, it's been really favorable. So we released it at the Red Power Roundup, which is a show nice. I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, in 2019 here, it was in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. So that was the first time that it was available to the public and the first time I saw it in hand. Um, I taught some seminars to go along with it that highlighted some of the topics from the book. And um, people you were know, just very favorable That's towards awesome. the concept of it. So. Are you get are you getting with a book like this and I guess your YouTube videos too which we'll get into more they're so awesome but um putting out a product like this, you know, obviously a lot of the collectors might be a little bit older which is awesome but are you getting any feedback from younger people who are into collecting about the book and your videos uh Rachel? Um yeah, I get feedback from all ages both on videos and the book. Definitely um, the 50-plus is the larger percentage of my demographic. Sure. However, I do you know, have many younger folks who are enthusiastic about antique tractors. And I think, especially because the Cub is an affordable tractor, you know, in my area you can buy a Cub between 1000 to $1,500. Right. It starts and runs well. Um, so it's just a really good price point for someone that's of a younger generation to get started with as opposed to, you know, a 1206 or a 1466, which is right. an awesome tractor, but not everyone can afford that. Right. But many people can afford a Cub and have room for it in their shop. So it's an excellent model for the younger generation to get started with. Yeah, I love that thinking. And like you were saying, it's the longest produced model. What was it, like 47 to 64, something like that? Yeah, very very long. I don't know the exact years. Off the top and of you've head. got, you actually have a section of the book, Rachel, uh, like buying tips, uh, did you say? Yeah. Well, let's go. Like, yeah. like, what do you have in there? What are your... Uh, we included, like, things to look for as far as a visual inspection. Sure. Um, basically, I just went through, like, when I walk up to a tractor to buy it, what am I, what's going through my head? Yep. So first, you know, I'm looking at the tractor and I'm saying, how are the tires and the rims? Because you and I both know that that's an expensive part to replace it. Yes. How is the sheet metal? Are there any leaks on the floor? What's the wiring harness look like? Just general upkeep of the tractor. Right. That's, that's the visual inspection. And then if, it, if I like the way it looks, it passes, then I consider the mechanical aspects. You know, if the tractor is equipped with hydraulics, do the hydraulics work? Does the charging system work? 
Does it start easily? Does it smoke when it runs? Right. Um, you know, how's the clutch and the brakes? Uh, all that sort of thing. I also talk a little bit about buying a non-running tractor because mm-hmm. that's very different from right. a running tractor, a little harder to inspect. Um, and then a little bit of just negotiation. Right. There. All right, now, um, okay. Now let's get into the Rach- Rachel's negotiating tips here. I'm, I'm very intrigued. Yeah. And you had a very sure. popular YouTube video, kind of the same thing you were talking about, yeah. buying tips. So yeah. let's say the tractor, whether it's a cub or whatever, and you're looking at it and it's what you would call good condition. What mm-hmm. uh, what are your what what's worked for you over the years when as a buyer, Rachel? Sure. So to be really honest, Greg, lots of times I pay the asking price. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, there are situations where I'm buying a tractor from an estate, and I'm I'm buying it from a a widow and this is her husband's tractor and she's asking a fair price, I'm going to pay the fair price. Sure. And, um, you know, so I will only negotiate when it's appropriate. I would walk away. You know, you're asking $5,000 for this tractor and I'm going to walk away, but if they would take less, I could make this tractor work for me. Right. So, and, and so that's when I'll negotiate. One of my favorite phrases to use is, is that the best you can do? Right. On the price. And that opens up the door for them to say maybe a different price than I was thinking, mm-hmm. as opposed to just making an offer. Um, but I, you know, I never want to offend someone, and you know, I try to be very, very kind. Right. <laughs> and um, agree on a price that's fair for both the buyer and the seller together. Right. I like that. The uh, is that the best you can do because you're not hitting them over the hammer with the head like, oh, you're way too high and. We're yeah. humans, and you, you're, and it is negotiation. So I love that, yeah. and that's proved yeah. pretty successful for you. Yeah, you know, and at the end of the day, I want my. I feel like I got a good deal, and so does the seller. Right. Both of us together are happy with the price that was paid. Right. Now, your YouTube video along these lines, Rachel. I can't remember. Was it a, on a specific model, or was it just in general, like? Um, no. So the buyer's guide video, I lined up. Maybe five or six different tractors, all different eras, and some with loaders, without loaders, different brands, and just showed an example. Here's okay. good tires, here's bad tires, here's good sheet metal, here's bad sheet metal, right. et cetera. You know, here's a leak that's no big deal, here's a leak that is a big deal to show people the difference between uh, a good tractor purchase and a bad tractor purchase. Okay. Well, Rachel, we got so much good stuff to talk about here. I, I want to sort of sequence it for our listeners. I'm sure most of our listeners, they're up, they love your YouTube videos. They know every, everything you do. But we were talking about buying and selling tractors. And to give people your background, I mean, you've been, you grew up with this, with your dad, Dan, there uh, yeah. being in the business. Why don't you give us the background? Yeah. So my dad owned a dealership for all of my growing up years. He sold it in 2007. Uh, The state of Michigan was widening the road that our dealership sat on, so the road was going to go right through the middle of our showroom. Mm. So um, the state of Michigan um, made us an offer, and we had 30 days to get out of business, and it was a huge whirlwind. You know, you think that a tractor dealership is your dream job, and you've poured so much of your life into it, and you got to be closed and done. Um, But it actually, now that we're beyond it, we look back and so much good that came out of that situation and how hmm. uh, God really took care of us through that. Awesome. Um, so the my dad had the Massey Ferguson franchise. He also did Simplicity Lawn and Garden Tractors with that. 
And uh, it was just a great way for myself to really get involved in the tractor industry and, and seeing so many aspects of it, seeing the repair side, the sales portion, parts, business. Just, you, you see such a full picture right, right. by having a dealership. Um, and so that's, that's the um, environment that I grew up in. So for, my love for tractors just came naturally. Mm. Um, my parents also have another business, J&D Productions, that is uh, their line for teaching people about tractor repair. And we also have a extensive line of licensed tractor products. Yeah, it's uh, now on the video side. I know, gosh, some of the the how to the repair videos. Um, your folks, they were making those what, like twenty plus years ago? Is that right? Yeah. Yep. They started in '95. Wow. Um, my dad had sold a tractor, and um, the person was asking questions about repairing it you know restoration of it and so my dad's like i'll just have jennifer his wife my mom shoot a video on her camcorder so she came out to the barn and made a little video and sent it to the customer that was a vhs tape back in the day right wow and um then he would you know give it to someone else that needed help and coaching and then they were like, I think we're on to something. So then they refilmed with a, a professional company, and um, they have a, a, a line of 32 repair videos, okay. all different makes and models. And um, that's what kind of blossomed and launched the YouTube channel into what it is today. Right. So, yeah, your folks were, man, way ahead of YouTube, 95. Gosh, YouTube didn't come around until what, about no, seven or eight or something? That's awesome. Yeah. And these yeah. videos, um, folks can actually uh, buy them right on your uh, farmtractorrepair.com website. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. So they're more detailed on some topics than my YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like, for example, I have a YouTube video that's how to do a in-frame Farmall H or M engine rebuild. Yep. And um, my parents' tutorial would show how to go all the way down to the beer block. Okay. So it's just one step further, um, and so they just complement what we're doing on YouTube. Right. Okay, now on the topic of YouTube, man, hats off to what you've built, Rachel. Just fantastic. Oh, the, the It's an awesome combination of, you know, your passion for tractors, and but also the way you relate to people, and I don't know, there's, you're, you do an awesome job at it. So on behalf of the farm audience, thank you for what you're doing. Um, very kind. And right? you... Am I right that the like the fir- your first YouTube video was is that like six years ago roughly, Rachel? You know, we started the channel in twenty ten and at that time my dad was on all the videos. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure when I first got hopped onto a video with him. Okay. You're- I do I do remember though that he got a letter in the mail, somebody wanted to know how to time their for Jubilee. Okay. And my dad's like, oh, he just needs a video. I can't, it's hard to explain that. Write him back a letter. Right. And my dad didn't have time, so I had a pink Ford Jubilee at the time. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's color, my dad is colorblind. Okay. And I wanted a pink tractor really bad, so he sent me to town to buy paint for the tractor. Nice. And so I brought home pink instead of red, and he sprayed it, and I got a pink tractor that way. So awesome. um, I asked my mom, I'm like, hey, you know, I'll just answer this guy's question real quick. I'll install the distributor in time on this pink jubilee and that's what kind of blossomed me being on 
the video was that first launch. So, wow. That's yeah. awesome. I looked last night, Rachel, your YouTube channel, and folks, if just go type in, just type in Rachel Gingell on YouTube and your videos will pop up. Um, yep. You've got almost my a... Channel is, what, go is the, what is the channel name actually, Rachel? The channel is my dad's name and my name. So it's Dan Gingell and Rachel. Dan Gingell. and Rachel. Got it. Yep. And you've got, is it approximately 100 videos out there now? Yeah, quite a few. And Not as many as two. Oh, I'm just old, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> but you've got over yep. 25,000 subscribers now. And I think you're pushing like 4 million views, something like that. Is that roughly right? Yeah. Yep, that sounds correct. That is awesome. And you, when you post one of these videos, the number of views you get within a day is just amazing. I, and like I, I just looked, the last one you posted, what was it, how to replace uh, injectors on an international harvester? In a nice nine-minute video, and one day you've got you're pushing four thousand views, and that's just like doubling at a rapid clip. That that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really exciting when you release a video to see how it takes off. You now, know? now a couple it's, things on these videos. One, Rachel, the production value is just amazing. I mean, so we have a TV show, and I look at your videos, and I'm like, God dang, those are awesome. How how many people are are helping you on these videos? So. I have um, two different videographers that I work with and three editors okay. on my team, um, and they, they're, they're just spectacular. They work together well and do all of the techie side of the video for me Sure. so I can just concentrate on the tractor aspect. Well, and when it comes to that, I don't know how you do it, but you just it's like you're just talking to Joe when you do these videos, yeah, and you're so, just... That's so I don't have cool. a script. As you can probably tell, there's no script. That's awesome. Sometimes I'll say something that's like, you know, isn't a complete sentence or something. But um, just I, I work from a really loose outline, and we just hit record, and then, you know, I'll just show a couple steps and um, go from there. And, wow. you know, before we hit record, I have to think through what tool am I going to need. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do these three steps on this take. What size screwdriver am I going to need? What size socket am I going to need once I get this carburetor open and I want to take out the emulsion tube. Right. <laughs> I don't remember what size socket it is. Mm. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of preparation and it takes a long time to involve the camera. You know, a, a 20 minute video might take 12 hours of recording time. Right. Um, but that's, that's how it goes. And, mm. and we're happy to, happy to do that. And how topic wise, how do you, you guys just kind of roll with it, or do you have like a, okay, we want to do this coming up and this coming up? Or yeah, so we'll have some brainstorming, which is normally based off of what repairs people have asked us about. Okay. So we offer tech support as a one of our services. So if someone is working on a tractor and they get stuck and need a little bit of coaching, they can call us, and either my dad or I will help them through the process. Nice. Give them some hints about troubleshooting. So from those calls, a lot of ideas for videos are developed. Sure. You're like, man, we got a lot of calls on this topic. I think if we made a video, it really helps people out because that's, that's what we're trying to do here, just right. enable the average Joe to fix their own tractor. Right. Um, so a lot of ideas come from there. Once we have an idea, then we have to source a tractor that's broke with that exact issue. Mm. And, you know, it, we want to find a Ford 800 with bad hydraulics and 
man, it seems like we've owned a ton of those throughout the years, but finding one right now is hard when we need, you know, specific problems. Um, So we source the tractor, and then um, we'll do some planning to order the parts that we're going to need since, you know, when our videographer is here, we want to be efficient to honor their time. Right. And have all the parts we're going to need, which is sometimes hard to predict. You get started in a repair and realize, oh, I didn't realize this is also broke. Mm -hmm. Um, We do the best we can. And uh, then once we have the planning, we have a film day and hit record and go at it. Well, I love, Rachel, a couple of things. One, on all your videos, I'm astounded by the number of comments you get. It's so, it's beautiful. You're, it looks to me like you're, just like with your book, you're engaging both the avid collector enthusiast repair person, but then also the novice. And that's a, sure. that's a, that's tough to thread that needle, but you're doing it. It's fantastic. It must be cool to get all those uh, comments. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, before we release a video... Um, I, I run it through a couple tests. One test is, does my friend who can change the oil on his car but doesn't own a tractor, can he follow along and okay. tackle this repair? Okay. And also, you know, a highly skilled mechanic, is this detailed enough for you? Did you learn something new, some new trick in this process that you didn't know before so that it's valuable for both right. types of a viewer. Yeah, I've seen lots of comments by people saying, you know, I've been working on this model forever, and I learned yeah. something from your video today. That to it's, just, it's just so encouraging. I'm like, okay, yeah, I am helping someone and enabling them to uh, fix their own training. Well, no worries on that front, Rachel. You're, you're helping people, and you're providing just tons of, of fun with these great videos. You know, people, sort of funny, uh, YouTube is turning into this thing where I, ironically, I mean, we have a TV show, but... <laughs> People are spending their time on YouTube because you can find everything. And if you're into yeah. antique tractors, I mean, you you got to watch Rachel because your videos are just fantastic. Um, now let's talk a little bit more about that cool service that you guys offer, which, again, you can find right on Farm Tractor Repair, a link to it. But you're, you and your dad actually available to consult with people. That That's yeah. kind of unique. Yeah, it it is. Um, you know, we do have to charge a small mm-hmm. fee for it. If it was free, I would have a full-time job helping people on the phone and I do have to earn a living somehow so um, there is a there's a small fee but um, people will call and say that was exactly what I needed you know sometimes you're in the middle of something and you're like oh I'm just stuck on this one one aspect I need to talk to someone that's done it before right and um, they call and I'll be like you know let's talk about your troubleshooting or let's talk about what you've already done and then I'll say, have you tried? No. <gasps> and then they call back. It worked. You were right. You know. Right. And, um, you know, we have some folks that call and they'll do a tech support call once a month because once a month they need a little bit of coaching. They right. got a new project that they're working on. And uh, we're just, we're happy to help people out and just coach them along, give them a little nudge and enable them. Well, I think that that is a really cool part of your business there. Again, farmtractorrepair.com. Check it out, folks. And that the fee you're talking about, Rachel, I it's not. Did I see fourteen fifty or fifteen bucks an hour or something? Yep, it's fourteen fifty for up to fifteen minutes. For it basically, equals out equals out to be a dollar a minute. Right for expert help from you and Dan and man, that that might be one of the best deals I've heard about, folks. That's awesome, Rachel. But you're also building a relationship with your customer base. That's uh, that's a cool thing too. Yeah, um, definitely. 
Let's talk. I'll segue now a little bit to the website Farm Tractor Repair because, gosh, you guys have all kinds of cool things there. Why don't you just walk us through, Rachel, the, the kind of things you sell there? I know apparel and hats are a big item these days. Yeah, yeah you're right. Hats are a large aspect of our business. We have just developed a bunch of new styles with a leather emblem, which are really nice. Hmm. Those are my new favorite. When I pick a tractor hat to wear, I'm going to the leather emblem hat. Okay. Um, when then we also have uh, several baby items. We have really cute nursery sets. If someone wants to do a nursery and a tractor theme for their new baby, awesome. Um, lots of home decor, um, fabric and sewing type items, but it's it's all licensed products that people who are enthusiastic about tractors would like to have in their home or in their closet. Yeah, so if you're a John Deere fan, a Farmall fan, an Alice fan, you, you kind of can't get yeah. enough. But, boy, the opportunity to make, or I know you sell quilts and, you know, the baby yeah. clothes. And Now, you know me, I'm a data person, so I'm interested right. on the apparel side or hats. Like, what are your most popular sellers by make, which is roughly, would um, you say? Alice Chalmers and Massey Ferguson IH are probably our three biggest brands. So you're they're kicking the butts of John Deere, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. No lie. For uh-huh. real. We have more choices for Alice Chalmers than John Deere. That sure. might be part of the reason why. Sure. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. There's fans for every brand. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I know. I uh, was just curious as you travel the country and and you, you must get stopped everywhere you go now, people recognizing you from your YouTube videos, Rachel. But are you finding, like I find the, it's funny, but the Alice Chalmers folks seem to be, I don't know how to say it, but like more engaged and more, I don't know, there's more or whatever, but I've had longer conversations with more Alice Chalmers collectors. Yeah. Um, you must run into all that when you travel around, I suppose. Yeah, it's really fun to meet people and talk about their projects that they're working on. Sure. You know, tractor people are the salt of the earth type folks. They're mm-hmm. wonderful. Folks. Yep. And, um, you know, it's just been a way to have someone, have something to talk about with right. someone. Right. And uh, it's, it's really fun. Well, that is cool. Now, all the videos you've done, Rachel, um, do you have one that's your favorite? Ooh. Are they all... That's a hard question. I think... I like the Ford hydraulic videos, mostly because um, a third of that video segment, we cut it into three parts, a third of that is troubleshooting. Okay. And I think troubleshooting is such a important part of the tractor repair. I've seen people that will spend hundreds of dollars throwing parts at their tractor when on Ford hydraulics there's this little pivot pin that prevents the hydraulics from going all the way up or all the way down, it's $4.50. And that was the only issue. Hmm. And instead they replaced the pump or did extensive both money and time repair that wasn't necessary. So any video where I spend a lot of time on troubleshooting, I think is more valuable to the end viewer Hmm. than a more brief troubleshooting explanation. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you bet. I okay. love it, Rachel. And your videos, time-wise, are they most? Um, you have some that are out there over a half hour, don't you? Yeah, 
I have a handful that are over half an hour, which I know is long for a YouTube video. But if someone is doing that repair on their own, that's a half hour of really valuable information. Oh, I'm sure your your so, loyal fans probably wish you had two hour videos. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I I try to be concise, but also I gotta include all the information so that's comprehensive. Right. Now, what's yep. been the most of all the videos that you guys made? What's was the most difficult video for whatever reason? Um, you know, we did a Massey Ferguson video that um, we were repairing the hydraulics on, and we were repairing the pump, and once we got to the pump repair, we realized that it was broken beyond repair. In mm -hmm. a Michigan winter, there must have been water that had frozen inside the housing, and it cracked the components to the pump. So at that point, we had to stop and find a pump from a salvage yard and show how to rebuild it. In in my own repair, I probably would have just went and purchased a brand new pump and put it in. But the goal of the video is to show people how to repair, not just right. replace parts. Right. So because of video purposes, we you know took the next step and found a pump that we could rebuild, and um, you know we got through it, but it just took longer. Right. Than but that's real life in tractor repair. You got that, it. That's what happens once in a while. So, Okay, now yeah. let's tap into, Rachel, your experience just buying and selling uh, tractors over the years. Um, sure. And again, you, I mean, how old were you when you started, like, buying and Junior selling? Junior high. Junior high is when I really started myself, yep. Wow. So all those years do you have a favorite tractor of yours rachel that you still have or the favorite purchase that you made over the years uh well the cub the farmall cub that we used for the book has become kind of uh mm. dear to us right right <laughs> especially it will stick around you know not one that will just come be repaired and leave again um and we're most heavy on ford and farmall tractors ourselves we're not colorblind. We do have all colors, sure. but uh, we're a little more favored on the red and Ford side. And again, Dad's dealership, that was Massey, you said, back in the day? Yeah, that was Massey Ferguson. So. Okay. I mean, that's still a good brand. Like, I don't have anything against certain brands. But right. You have to be, you have to do it. A, a little more dominant. You have yeah. to be Switzerland, Rachel. You, you, they're all good. It's all, it's all good. Yep. <laughs> okay, now... All your experience buying and selling tractors, and I don't know if people, when they watch your videos, if they know how long you've been buying and selling. I mean, you've been at this, you've been doing this for a while, but are there any tractor buys, and, you know, it happens to everyone, but where you look back and go, oh, that was, I wish I could undo that one for whatever reason? Oh, or absolutely. Um, I'm allowed one bum deal a year. <laughs> You know, yeah. when you buy something, normally it happens when I buy a tractor after dark, um, just because you can't inspect a tractor as well. Sure. Um, sometimes you'll buy a tractor in the dark, and you get wake up the next day and look at it and be like, "Oh, I didn't notice this." Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe that but, uh, one of Rachel's buying tips: don't buy after uh, after uh, right? sunset. Huh? <laughs> there you go. Right. Yeah, but we can fix almost anything. So it's, it's all okay. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Now, let's see. I want to go back again. Rachel, you, because, again, your, your history is so fascinating. You, you actually went to auction school when you were, yeah. like, in high school or something? Yep. I went to auction school when I was in high school and um, worked in the auction industry for many years. 
specializing in farm equipment. And um, actually, I closed my auction business at the end of 2017 so that I could focus all my attention on my tractor business. Sure, sure. I just don't want to be spread too thin and, um, you know, have too many irons in the fire. Right, right. Yeah, you can, there's only so many hours in the day, right? Yeah, and I, and I want to do stuff with excellence, not half-heartedly. Right. So in order to do that, I gave up my auction business. That was hard for me since it was such a big part of my life and something that I had invested a lot of time into and right. um, I was good at it. But mm-hmm. just because of all those things um, doesn't mean I have to do it for my whole life. So right. I, I'm taking a break from that right now right. just to concentrate purely on the videos and the licensed products. Right. Well, I've wondered for a while now, Rachel, why uh, some auction firms don't uh, bring you in to uh, just make their event uh, better uh, with classic tractors. I think someone should do that, and probably yeah. will. But now, on the auction side, you grew up going to auctions with. Was your dad? Was he? Was he a, yeah, a licensed auctioneer? Well. Okay, I yeah. thought he was. Right. So you probably had lots of Saturdays as a little tyke tagging along to the oh, yeah. sales, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's a good place to be. You right. Know, lots of nice people and everything. Right. For sure. Well, now, again, to hopscotch back to YouTube, Rachel, you, you've built this, you know, amazing following. What advice uh, to young farmers, you know, we're, we're getting more egg advocates out there you know, showing what farming is, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are interested in it, but there's the hurdle of, like, well, how do I start? What, what advice would you give with your experience here with YouTube and social media for people wanting sure. to... I always encourage people to really try to find their niche and stick with it. I think so many times when you're trying to start something, we have lots of good ideas. I can do this. I can do that. Oh, I can add this. But try. I would advise people to try to narrow in on what they are most passionate about and stick with only that to start with and just own it wholeheartedly. You know, if they're passionate about tractor repair, then only do tractor repair. If they're passionate about um, the dairy industry, then just stick with advocating for the dairy industry or whatever their one passion is to stick with it. And then as time goes on, those who are passionate about multiple things can add another aspect in. Mm -hmm. Um, And just start. Try something. Jump in and do it. Back and be... I don't know, and, you know, it's hard to try and, and put yourself out there, but that's what we got to do. you got to try it and see what works, and eventually people will stumble into what is the best fit for them. Well, I love it. Thanks for those great words of advice, Rachel. Now, I'll drift off topic a little bit here. Um, just from following you on Instagram, I notice you are quite a fisherman. Um <laughs> What was, you know, you had uh, some recent catch, which I couldn't tell if it was a muskie. Was it a huge northern? What the heck was that thing? It was a muskie. Um, so it was my first time catching a larger fish of muskie size was just recently. Um, my favorite, I love fishing for walleye. Walleye. Because um, I like the vertical jigging style of fishing, and I also like eating walleye. Oh, my gosh, so fresh are, walleye. Great, right? Fresh walleye is the best, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't have a, a boat 
or anything. I just go out with friends, and I have a favorite captain that will um, treat me to a, a charter. Nice. So I I just really enjoy it. It's relaxing, you're out on the water, get to take home some fish. Beautiful. It's all good. What's not to love, you know? How fish big was that? How big? You can talk, right? <laughs> you can talk while you're fishing. <laughs> exactly. It's like a baseball game. Yep. Uh, yep. So how big was that muskie? That looked pretty big. Forty-two inches, if I remember correctly. Nice. And and where did you catch that? That was in the St. Clair Lake. St. Clair. Lake St. Clair. Okay. Well, outside of the fishing, Rachel, the only I I I can tell you like motorcycles. I don't yeah. know. If you have a long history with them going back when you were uh, growing up, or no? Actually, I started riding motorcycles after college. Um, I have a sister that's several years younger than me. And growing up, that age gap just made it really hard to relate with her. When I came back from college, I wanted to invest in her life. So I'm like, she's really into motorcycles. Maybe I could get one, hmm. even though I was terrified. <laughs> I was going to wipe out. Um, but I bought one, and I'm hooked. I love the two-wheel adventure. And... Uh, it's been great. I have more motorcycles than my sister does now, and it's definitely more my hobby than hers. Who knew? <laughs> Very cool. What was the first bike you bought? Um, I bought a Yamaha TTR125. That's just their good entry-level dirt bike. And, you know, I rode a lot off-road before I ever went on-road. Right. Um, just to get skill set because on-road is crazy. Got to be careful. <laughs> mm, yeah. So maybe future yep. uh, Rachel motorcycle videos, possibly? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just an idea, Rachel. All right. <laughs> well, again, let's yep. let's go back now. We got the Christmas season not too far away, um, and folks, yeah. you know, buying gifts is always difficult. But I'm t- I tell you what, Rachel, uh, your website farmtractorrepair.com, you've got some awesome uh, gift possibilities there. This must, must be a busy time of year, fall leading into Christmas for you guys. Yes, since a ton of our items are gift items, Christmas is our Christmas is our best season for that. Very cool. We have gifts for men and women, children, babies, and it's all tractor-themed. The baby sales with the tractor stuff, is that is that a, is that a, I, I have no idea. Is that a pretty good market? Yeah. Like a like a baby bib, Greg. You okay. Know, who doesn't want to buy a baby bib for their grandkid that has a tractor on it? Okay. Well, I don't have any grandkid, grandkids quite yet. I'm sure I'll be drifting oh. into that soon, but uh, that sounds pretty great stuff. Check out the website, folks, farmtractorrepair.com. And Rachel, I don't know with your videos coming up, um, if you are at liberty to give us a little clue what one of your next videos might sure. be about. So, um, a new video that's going to be released, I'm really excited about, is a John Deere 3020 valve replacement video. I'm excited about it because my dad is on video with me. So, nice. in the traditionally, it's either been my dad does the video or I do the video. Mm-hmm. Very rarely. Do we do a video together? So this one, um, just because the head is so heavy on a John Deere and there's a couple repairs that just take two people to do, I uh, included him on video. So I think that would be really sweet to show the father-daughter relationship. Well, that is, that's awesome. And I remember your dad used to send me clips from auctions he would go to, and he's just like you. He has a, a way you can just tell the love of what he's doing comes through when he talks about the tractors on video. So I can't wait for that video. Um, any idea when that coming out in the next month or so, Rachel? Or 
Yeah, we're thinking October for that one. October. Very cool. Yep. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for spending time with us and, and telling us, and again, the, the new book, folks, you got to check out this book. It's awesome, Farm Cub Encyclopedia. And again, your website, Rachel, for all your great products and services? FarmTractorRepair.com. All right, there you go, folks. Rachel, I hope to catch up with you soon, and um, yeah, keep cranking. You're doing an awesome job. Thanks, Greg. Well, there you go, folks, our conversation with Rachel Gingell. Hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, it's been great fun uh, knowing Rachel these years and keeping track of her career as she advances. Just incredible things she's doing there. Uh, definitely check out uh, their website, farmtractorrepair.com. Rachel and her family and her father, Dan, they're really good people. Lots of really neat stuff, uh, especially with the holidays coming, some great gift ideas. And definitely check out Rachel's book. The Farm All Cub Encyclopedia. Boy, what a great Christmas gift that would make. And excited to see those new YouTube videos she was telling us are coming out. So again, just go to YouTube, folks, and type in Rachel and Dan Gingell. You'll see her videos coming up there. Fantastic. Now, I, again, thank you for joining us this week on episode number five. And uh, we will be back with you soon. And remember, times are tough out there. But even on these tough days, as tough as they are every day, is a gift and a blessing. So we'll talk again to you soon and see you at the sales, folks.